This is a podcast series created by the careers and entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex. We want this to be a space that inspires, informs and speaks to students and recent graduates. Whether you want to turn an idea into an income or if you're looking to become an innovator within an organisation, this podcast is for you. In this series, we're going to be talking all things entrepreneurial mindset. Wait, stop. What's that you're saying? Entrepreneurial mindset. What is it and why is it relevant to you? Excellent questions. You should keep listening. Entrepreneurial mindset is key. If you want to know how to stand out from the crowd at an interview, how to become an innovator within an organisation, as well as if you're interested in starting a business or social enterprise, entrepreneurial mindset is something you need to know about. So today I am really pleased to be joined by Sophie Moorsman. Sophie uh, is currently working as a manager at Love Corn, which is an innovative healthy snack company. Welcome Sophie. Thank you, Georgina. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> oh, we're really, really pleased to have you with us. Um, so you know a thing or two about the University of Sussex, don't you, Sophie? Yes, <laughs> very well. The library especially, actually. Spend most of, I was a bit of a nerd at um, the university. Yeah, I attended from, I think it was 2011 till 2014, where I studied history. Uh, arts A was my was my block um, <laughs> and the library was my home. Um, I spent a lot of time that also had, obviously had a lot of fun but yeah I had um, yeah I had three great years at Sussex which I'm very very grateful for um, and would read of them over and over again if I could. <laughs> Unfortunately life doesn't work like that but yeah no I had a wonderful time at Sussex I wouldn't fault it at all. Okay, amazing. That's great. Well, welcome, welcome home, as it were. <laughs> you know what? Like Brighton has a really special place in my heart. I remember the first time I came back to Brighton after I'd graduated, and I was like walking down that long road from the station, and where you can just about see the sea. And I remember like bursting into tears when I saw the sea. There's something like really. I don't know. It feels like you're coming home when you come back to Sussex. I think a lot of Sussex students feel like that. I think. Brighton definitely has a special place in um, most Sussex alumni's hearts after they attend. <laughs> yeah, it is a special place. So now you uh, you graduated and you've done many things since you graduated. We'll come on to that later, but you're working for Love Corn. Can you tell us a little bit more about Love Corn? Um, so Love Corn, I can now officially say this, is um, the UK's fastest growing independent snack brand in the Woo! UK. Woo! As of uh, an article in The Grocer 2021, um, <laughs> which is really, really cool because um, when I first joined, we'd li- we were literally in seven stores, which was a little... Um, well, it's not little now it's actually really, uh, really um, quite large now, um, health food chain called Planet Organic. So when I joined, we just launched in there. And yeah, now we're in um, 16,000 stores between here and the US. Um, and yeah, we now, when I joined, we had three flavours. We now have five delicious flavours. Barbecue, sea salt, salt and vinegar, cheese and onion, and habanero. 
spicy snack, um, which I think you've managed to try some. <laughs> I have. They are delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. And yeah, they're all, um, they're all vegan, gluten-free. We kind of tick all the boxes in terms of the current health trends. Um, we're like a healthier, healthier alternative to crisps. And um, the founders, Jamie and Gavin, um, launched us in 2017. I joined in the March. And they were kind of on a mission to create um, a brand new snacking category, somewhere in between crisps and nuts, and kind of to create a whole new crunchy corn um, category, um, which I think we're well on the way uh, to doing now. We're on to something and that people are starting to see crunchy corn as like a great snacking category, which obviously it is. Um, and we're kind of the pioneers. So it's really cool. It's really exciting. And um I kind of yeah I've always wanted to kind of work for a company with purpose and if that's just persuading someone to pick up a bag of love corn rather than a packet of crisps I feel like I'm doing my little bit to make people a bit healthier you know and actually I'm super excited because obviously we've only been like a savory snack brand up until now we, we're launching um love corn milk chocolate and sea salt <laughs> nice it sounds good okay so Tell us about the role that you have at Love Corn. Um, so my current role is um, out of home manager, which for those not in the FMCG world means um, anything, to do, anything to do that's not grocery. So grocery is like your big retailers like Tesco, Sainsbury's, etc. So out of home is anything other than that. So I kind of like manage and look after those things. Um, yes, it wasn't it wasn't my actual intention. <laughs> for that to be my role when I first joined but it's kind of just it's kind of evolved into that role which I'm very pleased about but yeah I kind of I was lucky enough when you join a startup that early on you can kind of grow with it which is really great and your skills and your interests can kind of shape where your role goes as well as obviously the needs of the business it is obviously driven a lot by that because you're so small um but yeah so that's that's what I do now I think that's an excellent point that you make, actually, because if you're in a small organisation, there are more opportunities for you to gain more of a breadth of experience because, you know, they don't have an entire team doing looking after one area. So it's a really great way to grow your experience and your skill set. For sure. And it just means that your roles generally like every day kind of looks different which I really enjoy. I like, yeah, every day means if it keeps me on my toes, keeps me uh, interested. This series of the podcast is all about entrepreneurial mindset and we'll get onto this a bit more later in this episode, but you certainly exercised an entrepreneurial mindset right from, you know, school work experience to where you are today. So we'll, we'll talk about that soon. So stay tuned listeners. Um, <laughs> but um you were diagnosed with dyslexia as an adult yes and dyslexia uh, gives people a competitive edge um so people with dyslexia are likely to be good at problem solving uh focusing on the bigger picture oral communication and creativity um and these are entrepreneurial mindset bonuses all of these things so are you able to tell us a little about your journey with dyslexia and and how you experience that competitive advantage yeah sure it's funny because it's funny that you describe it as a competitive advantage because I think 
most people probably when they first find out they're dyslexic probably don't don't think of it as an advantage at all um but obviously upon reflection um you can definitely view it like that and I certainly view it I think it's just something that makes you different and I think there is a whole different I think dyslexia is viewed viewed differently now than it was probably when I was a teenager and you kind of think I think for a long time I thought I was you know stupid because I did find school very very tough um and I just I knew it took me longer to process information I always felt a bit slow even now like I, it does take me longer to um you know understand things but once I've got it I've got it yeah I, I mean I found out I was dyslexic I was diagnosed at Sussex actually Sussex was really great in that it subsidized um an educational psychologist assessment which is how you officially get diagnosed with um, dyslexia and yeah they kind of you know like after all that I kind of you do like all these uh, non-verbal and verbal reasoning um tests and then I found out that I was and the report has all these recommendations one of one of some of which were um getting longer loans on books um possible deadline extensions although I never really used those actually um and then but the best thing was um uh, dyslexia tutor um a woman called Alison Fur Furbank which I'm not sure if she still works there but shout out to Alison if she does <laughs> she was amazing um and I saw her every week and she really kind of like taught me how to learn because you know in school you're kind of taught like okay like you write things down underline things that's how things are gonna go into your brain and the rote learning I guess um and I just that's why I thought I was stupid because I'd be like to, trying to learn things like that in that really linear way and just like not <laughs> nothing would stick and um Alison taught me about mind maps which are literally the best things ever and it, even even before talking to you now I I wrote down all the questions and uh, yeah just brainstormed in a mind map it's just the way that I, it's the way that I work really um yeah she kind of taught me how to learn and it was a yeah Sussex was really um amazing for me because it, it was the first time I, I hadn't felt um stupid I guess throughout my whole academic career and I knew I kind of knew I was capable but it was this kind of like I felt like there was this barrier and I didn't know what it was and then obviously I realized it was dyslexia and yeah I ended up doing really well I was really annoyed to <laughs> to be two percent off a first um but I managed to get a first um in my dissertation um straight first throughout all my exams my final year exams and I also had um an essay published in one of the academic journals at Sussex at the time so I ended up doing very well academically um but I guess that was only part of my dyslexia journey I guess but it's all of the things I learn as coping mechanisms with my dyslexia that I've realized have kind of reinforced that kind of entrepreneurial mindset and behaviors that I have today. Um, so I think like I've mentioned, obviously finding like class, especially maths, I found maths really tough, but um, being in maths classes and like really like not really getting it and having to kind of like make friends with the people next to me because I needed to be told things again 
um so it kind of it makes you a bit more sociable I guess not being afraid to ask questions and this is in the days before um city mapper um which I also love because maps for me maps map reading is really difficult but now on city mapper you have the little like blue arrow it tells you which way you're going but um back in the days <laughs> before google maps or city mapper you'd have to print out directions like I remember like going for an interview and um being this is for the department of education actually and um being stuck on great smith street and like not under, not figuring out where i was going and i ha remember have you have to like stop people in the street and be like hi sorry to bother you but wonder if you could help me do you know where x is and they'll kind of um they'll obviously help you most you know nine times out of ten they will help you out but not being afraid to ask questions to strangers interact with you know strangers um and I think being determined definitely a sense of determination because like I, I do even now have to work harder than my peers at um you know understanding things getting certainly at university that's why I spent that's why I joke about living in the library because I literally did live in the library because I remember being quite envious because there were certain people on my course who could you know go out like four times a week and still crack out the firsts but I just couldn't because I had to put more time into reading and processing the information. Yeah, I just I definitely, yeah, you definitely have to spend more time learning and, but also just you're more determined to succeed because you just know that you have to work harder than your peers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was frustrating at times. And obviously I did get a bit jealous when people could go out more than me and still get just as good grades or better. But I think that sense of determination that I have is probably one of my greatest strengths so yeah so it sounds like those years before you had your dyslexia diagnosis were a training ground for your entrepreneurial mindset so you were um, building resilience and you were finding strategies to overcome hurdles and barriers on a day-to-day -day basis yeah it was yeah it was daily for sure <laughs> yeah well I hope that's encouraging to any of our listeners um, either who have been diagnosed with dyslexia or who are going to be seeking out you know to investigate if that's relevant to them thank you Sophie oh, no worries yeah so and listeners might be interested to know that that these individuals with entrepreneurial mindset also have dyslexia so Anita Roddick the body shop founder Richard Branson Jamie Oliver and the IKEA founder what does it mean to you? You've touched on this a little bit already, but what does it mean to you to be entrepreneurial? Yeah, it's so funny because I remember obviously at our initial chat, you mentioned entrepreneurial mindset. And I guess I'd never really considered my behaviours to be entrepreneurial. I, I think it was just um, the byproduct of having dyslexia, essentially. Um, so it's funny to kind of reframe it in my head as those things because a lot of it is just ingrained into me and just coping mechanisms for obviously being dyslexic. But if I were to try and, um, yeah, break them down, I think um, determination, as I've, as I've obviously just mentioned, I think um, being curious, being curious in what you're interested in, following those passions or those interests that you have, because I don't think those things are coincidental. Um, fearlessness to some extent, um, not being afraid to ask for what you want. Um, I love the phrase, 
the worst people can say is no, because generally that is the worst thing that people can say. And I think just generally having a glass half uh, full mindset, um, I always think if something doesn't work out, it wasn't meant for you, um, something better will come along. And there's a really great quote that I love um, from Steve Jobs, obviously another great entrepreneur. Um, but one of his most famous quotes is, you can only connect the dots looking um, backwards. So you have to trust that what you're doing will connect um, in the future. I'm a big believer in that. I think, you know, sometimes I haven't gotten jobs or holidays haven't worked out or even, you know, relationships, relationships haven't worked out. And at the time you think this, that's the end of the world. But ultimately, I think what's for you won't pass you. And I think having that strong sense that everything will be okay um, is is a really great mindset to have. Yeah, I think that sums it up fantastically. And I know that when we were talking previously, you gave some fantastic examples of how you um, made the most of connections that you had, seized opportunities and saw opportunities and how that led to great work experience for you. So yeah. I wonder if you could just give us a flavour of a couple of those examples. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess whilst, whilst I was at Sussex, um, I um, worked part-time at um, Jack Wills. And I'd actually recommend part-time work to any student um, at Sussex because I think it's such a good way to um, kind of focus your time and structure your time. I always find um, the less time you have, the more you get done. Um, I was very good at talking, which obviously you can probably gather from this. Um, I was always placed on the fitting rooms on a, on a Saturday because that's where you'd make the most sales, obviously by helping people choose their clothes. Um, and there was one particular customer who um, I really liked and she was quite frequent. So obviously over time, ended up getting to know her quite well. And um, at one point I remember asking her what she did and she said that she owned her own business and that um, it was a jewellery business and uh, called Aurelia, which is actually used to be stocked in like Topshop, but it's got still got um, quite a large online presence presence now. Um, but at that time, I was I just kind of, I don't know I didn't really know what I wanted to do to be honest. But um, she seemed really cool, and who doesn't love jewellery? <laughs> so I was I just remember talking to her about it, and I was like, oh, that sounds great. Like I'm thinking about maybe going into buying um would I be able to get some work experience with you and um I asked for her business card and she said yes of course so I then spent uh, two weeks of my uh summer holidays in their Hove office just doing some work experience um it was very varied but um and it was paid which was really great um I found out buying was not for me it's actually lots of spreadsheets and numbers which are not my bag um but I think a lot of what drives me is just finding something that I love I think or a lot that I love to do and I think you know it was yeah I didn't I didn't love it and I didn't want to do it in the future but it meant that being able to cross it off meant that I was closer to finding out what I did love and what I did want to do um and I think um yeah that was that was great experience and I, I view all work experience in that same way it's just a way to, to help you find yeah your passion and what you love to do yeah that is so true no experience is wasted like you I had multiple 
kind of like part-time roles throughout like the latter years of school and sixth form and um you know alongside university study as well and yeah it was great to help me increase my networking skills as you did you built a circle of friends around you but you also networked with your customers and it was great as you say to focus the mind and help me manage my time because I had study alongside work so um yeah it just even just soft skills I think as well like my first ever job was um at the Waitrose in Canary Wharf and believe it or not believe it or not I was a very anxious shy teenager and um getting that part-time work um and having to talk to like all different walks of life every week really kind of um took the anxiety of talking and communicating with people away um which is obviously another skill um that's really helped me in my career um so I think soft skills are really really important I think especially for employers you know when they look at graduates graduate CVs yeah it's great if you have a first but if you've juggled part-time work and managed to get to one I think that's even more valuable yeah definitely okay curiosity comes into it especially with the entrepreneurial mindset because if you're curious about people and you're actively and genuinely interested in them and trying to get to know them you'll kind of tease out more information about them um and I think the way you connect with people is kind of finding commonalities um and that's kind of how the dots get put into place you know and um there was a time when I was living in Kemp Town that was my second year I think and um I was um doing some reading I was doing a, a Margaret Thatcher module and I was reading Tony Blair's autobiography at the time and there was a knock at the door and um I opened the door and gentleman opened the door with like campaigning obviously canvassing and um and I was like oh it'd be great to be great to get a business card I think he mentioned he mentioned the House of Lords and um he kind of like dug it out from like one of his pockets and I read it and said um chief opposition whip and um I emailed his secretary and she organized a day's work experience at the House of Lords for me which um was really really cool and again it's just another example of you know not being afraid to ask being curious um building connections you answered the door you interacted you got the contact but most importantly you followed up you you kind of you took an entrepreneurial mindset approach to getting the job that you've currently got now tell us about that I had some success I was kind of going for advertising um graduate schemes and I got I got through to the final stages of a couple of big of big ones but um as with everything it's kind of chicken and egg um they want you to have work experience in that area but it's like how you meant to get work experience unless they give you a chance so I kind of had to kind of like zoom out and think right I really want to get into marketing and advertising how am I going to do this okay the experience I do have is very salesy so by that point I'd um worked at Waitrose at Selfridges at Jack Wills where I'd kind of excelled at sales um in my part-time role and I was like okay right okay so I can maybe I can maybe go backdoor into marketing and advertising via a sales route so then I started um researching sales and marketing roles 
And eventually I came across a sales and marketing internship on the UCL uh, careers portal. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, Lovecore and this uh, brand new, um, healthy and innovative food startup. We're looking for an internship, looking for an intern. Um, and I was like, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna apply for this? I didn't go to UCL. Right, okay, I'll Google it, found the website, and then there was a kind of like contact us page, and it was Jamie, um, my founder's email address. So I kind of, and I'd, I, by that point, I'd had a few interviews at some other um, food startups as well. And I was like, hey, I didn't go to UCL, but I really think I'd be great for this role. I'm like, okay, cool, um, come for an interview. So I had a three hour interview um, at the Hoxton Hotel. And um, by the end of it, they were like, yeah, we don't want to hire you as an intern. We want to hire you full time. Um, and um, yeah, obviously it was a risk for them too. They, you know, they were like their babies is their first food business in the UK. Um, so, but then at that point I was like, okay, I've right, I'm in. <laughs> I, I can get into marketing now. And ironically, I actually have nothing to do with marketing now. And I really love sales because it's just basically talking to people. Um, but that was kind of an example of one of the ways of the problem solving ways, I guess, to try and get what I wanted. Yeah, that's how I got into Lovecorn. Everything about that, your story, your journey screams entrepreneurial mindset. So what I hear is barrier. And then you're saying, OK, how do I get around it, over it, under it? This <laughs> barrier is not going to be a problem for me. I just need to work out how to navigate it. It's just so <laughs> brilliant. And I hope it's inspiring for our audience. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, this kind of ties in really nicely with my my uh, next question. You've touched on it already, but is there anything else you want to say to our listeners about how you feel the entrepreneurial mindset that you have has helped you to deal with disappointments and setbacks? You know, everyone, I think you'd be very lucky in life to go to go through it without any disappointments or setbacks. Um, and I think a, a big one for people has probably been COVID. And I think it's been really tough for people. Um, and in lots of ways, you know, that's, I think we're all kind of having a collective grief over like what could have been and what we've missed out on and, you know, all those things. And everyone has those thoughts. But I think as with everything, it's about making the best of a situation or whatever it is, I think it's about finding hope hope in hope in the everyday and the silver linings and the glass half full and obviously of course you have your negative days and your down days it's not you know toxic positivity or anything like that because that's obviously not helpful but I think it's about doing the best with what you have at the time and I think yeah it's just about making the best of things and and like you know even we've we've, we've talked we've spoken about it um but being dyslexic but and I actually also failed my A-levels before I went to Sussex. And at the time it was, I was heartbroken. I really thought that was it. And at the time it feels like the worst thing in the world. But upon reflection, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because the first time I applied for university, Sussex wasn't even on my list of universities to apply for. You know, I, re I redid my A-levels. I was in an amazing, really 
small environment where I was incredibly supported, which then led me to get the push to get a dyslexia assessment. And obviously I ended up going to Sussex and it's completely shaped my life. I think it's just that sense of hope and just trusting that everything will work out. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sophie. Um, and I, I hope that our listeners are able to really hear that entrepreneurial mindset is for everyone. So everything that we've spoken about in this episode is relevant for you if you are looking to get into a workplace and work for someone else, or if you're wanting to start your own business and work for yourself. Entrepreneurial mindset is not going to hinder you. It's going to help you. It's going to set you apart from the crowd and it's going to help you find out ways to navigate around obstacles and issues and problems to get to where you want to be. Thank you so much for joining us, Sophie Moorsman. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) If you're a current Sussex student or if you graduated within the last three years, the Careers and Entrepreneurship team are here to support you. Whether you're curious to find out more, want to develop a business or social enterprise idea, or if you want to find out about being an innovator within a company, we would love to hear from you. Contact us at entrepreneurship at sussex.ac.uk or visit our web pages for more details, sussex.ac.uk forward slash careers.